Well, welcome everyone to another episode of the Discover New Music podcast from us at Full Pelt Music. Shortly, we'll be joined by Anti Saint, who we've recently featured over on our Discover New Music playlist on Spotify with their single, Paradise. But before then, the usual reminders from myself. If you would, please do follow Full Pelt on social media. We're on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And finally, if you would, please do hit that like button, hit that subscribe button wherever you're watching or listening. Well, welcome to Matt and Andrew from Anti Saint to the uh, Discover New Music podcast. Absolutely delighted to have you both on today. How are you both doing? Doing great, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. So we're going to get into it. But obviously discovered you guys at Download Festival last month. And uh, we'll, we'll dive into that one in just a moment. But before we do that, we always start this podcast off with exactly the same feature every single week. It's the Discover New Music podcast, and it's for uh, people to discover new music. So hopefully there might be some people checking it out that aren't familiar with the band. So we always start off with what we call the origin story to give it a, a fancy superhero-esque name. Um, <laughs> but you know, basically, you know, how, how did um, the anti-saint story start? You know, how did you come together under that, guys? Yeah, Andrew, do you want to take that one? Yeah, sure. Um, so back when the pandemic was rolling through, um, Matt and I, we were in a band. Um, it was titled Red Tide Rising back then. And we were about to release two songs and we thought, you know what, this is a great time to kind of rebrand, uh, get a name that we're more uh, in line with, you know, uh, and just start kind of fresh. Uh, Matt and I have been in this band for uh well over a decade i guess at that point and you know through that process we had learned what to do what not to do so it seemed like a good time to just start fresh and and kind of do things the right way from the start so um we ended up the day before releasing these two songs pulling them saying are right, we're gonna you know change our name release it under the new name eventually whenever we get it figured out and, and we just went through i don't know a couple of days of trying to figure out you know what what was the name that we we kind of liked and, and ended up on anti-saint which is a, a title from a chevelle song that uh, we both loved so that's how that came about yeah and interesting obviously that it came about during the pandemic because of course that was just a horrible time for everyone to to go through but i still find myself talking about it on most episodes of this podcast because obviously it's this big life event that changed things for everyone and it, yeah it wasn't that long ago even though it does now feel like it was quite a while ago <laughs> um and obviously yeah it's an important thing because there was some success that came out of it as well in the music industry obviously it, it hampered a lot of the music industry but so many bands i talked to were given time and space to either create something new or, or change as you have for, from obviously where you were to obviously have that reset so it's an opportunity you perhaps wouldn't have had without the pandemic happening is you know that your line of thinking as well yeah, yeah for sure you know like um it's very hard to think of it like when we were living in those days of the pandemic but coming out of it um I know personally, I just appreciated the live music that much more. Um, you know, it was about three years um, between performances from our last show as the old band and our first show as Anti-Saint. And uh, in the process of it, we had moved up to Cheyenne, Wyoming from Denver, Colorado, 
which is a huge drastic uh, change. You know, Denver is a city of just shy of like, I think eight million people. Cheyenne is 60,000 people. Um, <clears throat> so we kind of, you know, started from scratch and we got this opportunity to open up for Puddle of Mud at the local theater called the Lincoln Theater. And um, just coming out and, and being able to play the songs again live. And the crowd was just incredible that night. I think it was like 700, 800 people there. And, and you could just feel that energy that we've been just missing for so many years. So it was kind of a rebirth. And, um, you know, that led to us uh, getting more serious. And we got uh, an offer to go on the Drowning Pool tour that was happening in the States. And from that, industry people found us and submitted us to download. So it just all kept kind of gathering momentum and building from that moment. So uh, I hated the pandemic, but I love what the pandemic turned me into, I, I guess, you know. Yeah, no, definitely. And obviously, it always feels a bit wrong to to kind of put a positive for anything that came out of the pandemic. But equally, at this point, I think it's it's nice to be able to do that. Um, yeah, we have kind of moved beyond it now. And obviously, yeah, those first shows that, yeah, especially as a fan going back to the like, first shows after not being able to go for like a couple of years was um, obviously just a release, you know, all that pent up like energy that you had. And for you guys, having not been able to play for three years and go, I, I think that must have that felt so special. I bet you really wanted to just bottle up that yeah, yeah, experience. Oh yeah. It's still probably my favorite show that we've played. Um, I mean, we really haven't played that many shows as anti-same, but uh, you know, it, it was such an easy show. And like, like you said, you know, as a fan, having all that time away from live music, you appreciate it that much more. We as a band appreciate it that much more. We felt that at that show at the Lincoln because, I mean, from the first couple notes, I felt like we had already won the crowd over. Um, so it was, it was just as easy a show as the download performance, just in terms of like energy from the crowd and being able to match that energy really, you know, fluidly and, and the entire time. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And that, yeah, to move on to downloads, yeah, obviously, legendary festival for us in the UK. And I know that it, it, it does get some eyes for, from over the pond in the US as well. And uh, obviously, as, as I sort of touched on with you before we like hit record, uh, it, it was one of those dilemmas for me where I'm like, oh, I've not actually got anyone I want to see right now. So let, let's just see what the coolest sounding band is. And let's just, oh, I'm just going to go and see what they're, what they're like. And obviously, I walk into the tent, you guys come on stage. And interesting to say, you know, you've not played that many shows because, I mean, it's such an assured performance and just that energy that that synchronicity with the crowd that you, you, you had, you know, it was one of my favorite sets of the whole weekend, considering the, the bands that were playing there. I mean, that's obviously a massive, <laughs> massive compliment to yourselves. Um, obviously you kind of touched on how, how you uh, obviously got booked, you, you were put forward, but yeah, I think that must've, was it your first time over in the UK? It was, yep. it was our first time over in the UK and it was our first festival, you know, like we did 10 years in the previous band and we never got the opportunity to do festivals like that. Um, so it was just, boom, all, all the things hitting at once. So download's always going to be special to us, um, no matter what, you know, 
And what was cool was Andrew and I, we, we started this dream when we were little kids by getting inspired by ACDC live at Donington Park, the live DVD. You know, just watching that in this sea of people, they're yeah. thunderstruck and all that. It's a hell of a moment. And so to be on those same grounds that that concert took place, you know, it was it was special. It was special. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I grew up watching that same DVD. Uh, and I actually got to see ACDC play at Download Festival back in, I think, like 2010 or something like that. And that's still just for the nostalgia of having watched that DVD, one of my favorite shows of all time. And obviously, yeah, to be able to play it down there, obviously something I've never experienced. And um, what was it like for you guys then before you went through the proverbial curtain and came out on, on stage, you know, what was going through your head? Oh man, dude, that, that day was, uh, it was chaos because <laughs> uh, we, we had passes for all four days. So um, myself, our bassist, Andreas and our drummer, Jackson, um, you know, we had stayed the day before, watched most of Bring Me the Horizon. So, you know, we were not doing uh, our best job of trying to get adequate sleep the night before. Um, and I've got a, a good story about Jackson later uh, from that night. But uh, the day of, man, like we showed up super early. I think we got there at about 9, 9.30 in the morning. Yeah, um, yeah, somewhere in there. Got some breakfast at a food truck and then... It was just kind of chaos all at once because, um, you know, Creeper was the headliner for the for the Dogtooth stage that day. So they had their proper sound check and all that. And then once they were done, we were kind of up. But there was there was kind of a weird, like, lack of communication kind of thing where, like, we didn't know we were allowed to go up. And then we did. And then everything got set up fairly quickly. Um, we line checked. We had some problems with, like, wireless in-ear monitors. Um, just because like, you know, the airport's right there, so they have to get specific frequencies and then, you know, they got one frequency working for Matt and then suddenly Andreas wasn't working. Um, so, so we were doing this kind of little wireless carousel for a little bit until everybody's packs were working. Um, got a quick line check. Didn't know we were allowed to play like half a song for a sound check. So like, I totally went off back to the green room and then I was getting yelled at to like, no, we need you back on stage to run half a song. I was like, oh, I didn't know that was allowed. I thought there was a line <laughs> check and then go. Cause you know, we had like maybe 10 minutes before we had uh, the start of our set, but um, yeah, it was really cool. We had um, our drummer's sister, her name's Kirsten. She was out shooting photos. Uh, we had Chris from Roadhounds uh, who was there filming the set for us so it was kind of chaos getting them all together too um before the start of the set but then yeah once uh once we got going um for me at least my ears were good the whole time and and the energy was great the whole time and matt was fighting a little bit of uh monitor world but oh, i was fighting the entire time man <laughs> the entire time <laughs> it's throw and go you know <laughs> Yeah, well, you couldn't tell. And obviously, the, the energy that you guys put across was uh, just absolutely amazing. And, and obviously, again, yeah, such a fantastic um, performance. Yeah, the, I mean, one of the biggest things is 
you know, getting the crowd and you had a big crowd because I have as well I've seen the tents early on in the days at the download sometimes you, you walk in and there's like two men and their dog in there you know but there's like obviously <laughs> it, it was rammed for you you know whether it, that was it, like yeah. luck or what I don't know but it, it, obviously I I don't know because like you know our our drummer Jackson he's from London he's been to download many times and he was kind of like yeah you know we'll see how many people we have or the first slot on Saturday and especially this year with that being day three technically yeah. because of the extra day, you, you know, we don't know how people are going to be feeling, how hungover they are from the night before, especially with bring me, you know, being the headliner and, and celebrating their first time doing that. So um, very surprised. Like I think the start of the set, it was maybe quarter to half full somewhere in there. And honestly, by the end of the second song, it was packed. It was packed. Like, it seemed like it was overspilling, and, and it was. we were told it was overspilling. I was like, damn, that's crazy, because, you know, we're that was our 15th show as a band, and that was the first time that we've ever been overseas. We're unknown. We're unsigned. We had no expectations going into this, so to have that kind of reception absolutely blew us away. Yeah, it, it was. It was definitely a, a case of, I think, people could uh here you know from outside the tent this this music and just go wow that sounds good i'm gonna go and check it out because uh, i'm one of the guys these days i sort of hang around the peripherals a bit and uh yeah just the flood of people sort of coming into the tent it was really obvious to me so i mean yeah obviously that's kudos to you guys to, to draw those people in um, it, it was a fun set it was a quick set because you know we had 25 minutes and uh our set we ran like you know we played to a click track so we had everything timed out and it was like 24 minutes and 40 seconds was what we had so there <laughs> yeah, was, there's, there there's was no room no for error, error. <laughs> <laughs> and it felt like it went by in about 10 minutes it's crazy and that's always a good sign isn't it no it's yeah. it's it's honestly like really cool like everything that happened afterwards uh just the different perspectives from social media you know like we had people similar to your story, like we didn't know what to check out. So we went to the tent because anti-saint sounded cool. But we also had like people like, oh, we were at the wrong stage, you know, like they were probably like <laughs> trying to go to the avalanche stage, which is similar tent stage. Yeah. But they're like, and we stayed because it was awesome. Like, you know, just all these different perspectives and, and things like that. Uh, the, the one that blew my mind was so like after the set, you know, I, I go to the green room and get a towel, cool off a little bit. I go walk back to the guest area, VIP, and um, we're in queue to do the media tent back there. And while I'm waiting, um, John Bradley West, the actor from Game of Thrones who plays Sam Tarly, yeah. is back there. And he comes up to me and is like, incredible set, man. <laughs> And that just blew my mind right away. Like, I was like, because, you know, like when you're up there, you don't really see faces. It's just kind of this, I, like, it used to be a blur for me. I got LASIK earlier in the year. So that was, <laughs> it, it cleared that all up, but it's still kind of a blur in a way. Um, so, yeah. So I ended up like having a chat with him for like an hour after I was done with the media thing. And, and it was just really awesome to, kind of connect to someone like that um but it, it's just it's kind of part of the process now of becoming more popular and bigger like this past weekend here um andrew and i we we played um with anti-saint for a block party hosted by ivan moody 
opening up some businesses here in Cheyenne. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's it's kind of just trickling into this thing where, like, I guess I got to start getting used to it in a way. Yeah, I think you will. Obviously, if, if that download sets anything to go by, then uh, obviously the future is very, very bright for anti-stain. And uh, before we move off download, I, I can't help but go back because you teased a little story with Jackson and I have a feeling that we want to ask oh, that yeah. question. <laughs> oh, dude. So, okay. So, Matthew, on the second day, he stayed at the Airbnb just because uh, that, that first day, you know, we were starting to feel a little bit of the, uh, the download lung or the dust in the air, yeah. you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, so Matt was staying at the Airbnb just to take it easy for the performance the next day. The the other three of us, myself, Jackson, Andreas, we went day two, you know, full-blown, treated like we did the first day. It was awesome. Um, but and Andreas and I, we were like, okay, we're going to watch like about half of Ring Me Set. Um, and we originally thought Jackson was going to leave with us also just so that we could get home a little bit earlier and not, you know, be partying until 2 a.m. like we did the day before. <laughs> Uh, but Jackson's like, oh, no, I'll just get an Uber after um, bring me, and then I'll, I'll meet you guys back at the Airbnb. And we're like, cool, you know, whatever. And this Airbnb that we're in, like, man, it's, it has to have, like, the creakiest staircase ever and floorboards. <laughs> yeah, you, like, you so like, like, touch it with your finger, and it goes, you just look you know, at like, it, and it creaks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, like, we get home, and it's, like, I don't know, maybe 1130 midnight or so. Um, and we get a text from Jackson, like, oh, hey, you know, I'm on the way or whatever. So I, I fall asleep, but I'm expecting to be woken up by, like, the door or him walking up the stairs, and I don't hear anything, dude. Like, so Nothing. I'm, like, freaking out a little bit. It's, like, one thirty. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. I text him. I'm, like, hey, man, did you make it back? I text his sister. I text his mom. Nobody replies to me. Well, like, okay, so, so for context... Sleep. He doesn't have his SIM card working, so his phone I, isn't. And working. I didn't know that. And, and I, I had I had texted him too. I was like, "Hey, man, just looking out for you. Just let me know. Reply real quick if you weren't murdered by the Uber driver." <laughs> I think, and I get nothing back too. So, so I think I woke up Andrew at like what two a.m. No, dude, it was like three. It was. It, was, three. I mean, it might have been three. Like, yeah. Panicking, like, did he fucking make it back? Like, you know. So I finally get out um, of the room open his room or he, like he's he's staying with andreas and like i don't i see his bed and i think i did this earlier at like one where i see his bed and it just looks like a bundle of covers so i'm like he's not here so then i hit up andreas i'm like hey dude have you heard from jackson and he's like bruh he's been in his bed for the last three hours i'm nah. like what <laughs> yeah so I've andrew and i were losing sleep, panic all sleep night. the whole time <laughs> <laughs> so oh. just like uh, it was dumb, but you know, it's like all right. Didn't get murdered by Uber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always a bonus that. <laughs> not, not gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I love it. It's just one of those stories. Obviously, mem memories that will last a lifetime from download as a whole. Obviously, for you guys, and um, hopefully, it won't be your last time over here either. Um, yeah, definitely. Hopefully, you can come back yeah. and. You finished that download set. The last song was Paradise, which is your brand new single, which we've just stuck on the Discover New Music um, playlist and our Hard and Heavy playlist. So um, obviously listeners definitely go and check it out and have a listen to it. Uh, what can you tell us about that that song then? Um, how did it come together for you? And obviously what are the, the sort of themes behind it? 
Yeah, so, you know, earlier we were talking about the pandemic, and um, this next album that we're working on is all about that time, um, just because it was very, um, very tough. Um, I think a lot of people can connect with it, and that's what music's all about, right? It's it's yeah. about giving people a way to connect to something that's that that not necessarily tough or whatever, but um, you know. So during that time, I couldn't help but sit on my phone and look through like Instagram, Facebook, all this crap, and you know, be reminded of all these things that were and and what they aren't anymore. You know, so. That's what paradise is all about. Is kind of how we got lost in in this artificial environment, and we stopped kind of trying to trying to get there for real, you know. So um, it, it's more of a lighter song for for what this album is going to include, but um, I think it's a great introduction to kind of steer the audience of of how the direction of anti saint is going to go yeah no definitely i mean it's a fantastic song uh standalone anyway but as you say very relatable and a really good introduction which kind of um semi answers in the next question because obviously this is the first new music that's gone out there since um your debut album as it were although it's three kind of vps packaged together as as that yeah. album uh and i'm going to try and say it correctly uh vaticinate uh, vaticinate not quite vaticinate which I, I gotta say man like that's my favorite part of these podcasts <laughs> when the host tries to say it it's <laughs> it, i know it's it's a weird word it's uh latin for it to prophesize so it's um it, it kind of like goes back to um that that album that we made um you know the reason why we broke it up into these three pieces and whatnot is we wanted to make it kind of a concept that goes from start to finish and it's heavily based on like 1984 and brave new world those kind of concepts of this dark dystopia and uh yeah unfortunately we lived through some of what came yeah, out of it, so. <laughs> yeah. no hopefully it wasn't a, a, a obviously a, an omen of precursor they, they call it <laughs> um obviously yeah that, with Paradise, then, you know, what what stood out about that song that made you think, well, this is the one that we're going to lead with, obviously, for this new phase. Yeah, so you know, we wanted we wanted something more on the lines of radio friendly, obviously, to to push out, um, and and get people behind it. But I think it was just a good introduction because, like I said, we were all coming off of sitting on our phones looking at things and and all that stuff. But at the same time, too, I also wanted to pair it with a very strong um, music video. Unfortunately, we couldn't like get a real live action music video put together. But what we were able to do was make a visualizer that kind of tells that story and reinforces the whole concept of it. So I worked for two months animating on the visualizer and the concept just goes from like lighter stuff two very dark themes as it goes to to just kind of take the viewer through and, and of course everybody's going to interpret it the the own way and and all that but i don't know like just between it being commercial friendly and 
its subject matter, I, we felt that it was the right one to release first. Yeah, no, and it has worked really well, well, and so has that visualizer. So obviously, well done for, for obviously the painstaking work you put into that. Because <laughs> you know, you. I, I always try and draw attention to, to the videos because uh, I think it's always a lost uh, art music videos, and obviously a lot of it comes down to cost these days. But that that obviously works really really well, and listeners can go and find it on YouTube, and we'll have the link in the bio of this episode where they can go and check that out. And uh, I definitely encourage them to do that. Um, yeah, so obviously well well done for that one, and uh, obviously just to finish off as well around uh vaticinate 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 <laughs> you'll get it you'll get it i was <laughs> even practicing ahead of the, the recording oh dear i will get it i'm gonna keep practicing that's gonna be my new favorite word from now on right? um, but obviously <laughs> just to wrap up yeah the conversation on that it, yeah unique experience for you guys to, to be able to put out a collection like that um at the time you did obviously you know there's issues around the pandemic because i think you wanted to you did want to do three separate EPs and tour them sort of separately, I read. Um, and obviously you weren't able to do that with everything going on. But what was the overall experience like for you to, to put that out? Oh, man, it was it was really good. Like, we had – everything was recorded and ready pre-pandemic. You know, so we were starting – we were basically starting to, like, build the visual stuff that we wanted to bring around the stage. Like, you know, with scrims and backdrops and, and, and all that stuff. And then it just hit. Um, and everything got shut down. So it put us in this weird position of having three records ready, basically, and just having to sit on them. And it drove us nuts because, you know, we, we're like, we spent all this time in the studio and, and, you know, X amount of remixes and remaster and everything's finally, you know, the way that we wanted it to be. And we're so excited about it and we can't do anything with it. So, um, you know, we eventually, we got to a point where we were just like, just put it out, you know, just put it out and it ended up being um, a year before we had our first show at the Lincoln, because um, that show ended up being on the one year anniversary of it being out. And we kind of treated that as a re-release, you know, like, hey, we're finally doing it and able to do it. And, you know, so it, it was good to, to have it out and ready, but uh, it didn't feel like it was officially out until that that first show. Um, so really it's still very new for a lot of people. It's not new for us at all. It's old for us. Five years old. (laughs) It's like five years old. It feels anxious, but, um, but that's also been kind of nice with the, this whole writing process is we're able to just kind of now separate a little bit from that, even though it's a little weird. Um, like I said, for people that are just discovering the band, um, but taking a lot of what we learned through that process, kind of streamlining it. Uh, we have our team now that we, uh, you know, we're going to go through in, in terms of producer, engineer, all that. Um, Shane Stanton is producing and engineering and mixing. And um, he's he's almost like a fifth member of the band with how much he contributes. So um, really fortunate to build a friendship with him through the pandemic because um, this band is going in a, a very cool direction um, and, and it's through his influence. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's great to hear that obviously new music, we know about Paradise, but another album is obviously um, on its way as well. So obviously a lot for the fans that you are picking up to, to be excited about. And uh, I always like to give out the social handles. Um, I know we'll have the links in the bio and everything, but uh 
but it's just one of my uh, traditions I give them out. And you've made my life really easy because it's the same handle across every single <laughs> platform, which is really nice. And yep. it's um, also the band's name, which is always quite helpful. So it's anti-Saint Band um, across all the, the platforms. There's no underscores. There's no uh, like massive abbreviations or any of that kind of stuff. Really, really simple for listeners to check out. And obviously that's where they need to go and follow you so they can stay up to date with obviously the plans for the next album and, and the singles as they do come out for it. And uh, also for any live plans coming up. So um, I did see you got another date with Jaron and Paul coming up who, I mean, like, again, nostalgia wise, I love, absolutely love Jaron and Paul. Um, that the, the Sinner, the debut album, just, you know, massive part of my youth. So that must be exciting for you. But uh, I'm guessing there's also going to be other opportunities for, for listeners, especially over in the States, of course, to, uh, to see you live the rest of this year. Yep. Uh, right now, the the drowning pool shows the uh, the next one that we have announced. Um, currently working on fall plans, so hopefully we're able to release that here shortly. Um, but in the meantime, you know we're still just plugging along, getting this record ready uh, to record. So a lot of exciting things. I, I anticipate twenty twenty four being a very busy year for the band, and uh, hopefully we get invited back to a certain download festival because. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely know how to do some things a little bit better the next time and, and what to be prepared for is a big learning experience for us but <laughs> yeah I'm just gonna do my it. set and then leave <laughs> I don't want to deal with the download long anymore <laughs> it is a real thing the download I mean every single year I come back and I have this cough for weeks afterwards just coughing off oh, this oh, black yeah. Yeah. yeah and Andrew and I uh, we did a show like what the week after we got back no, it was like four days after we got. It was back. like four days after yeah. we got back, and oh man, I was just like, oh, you know, just, I had a spit cup on the side of the stage. Just oh, it was it was it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, a weird, uh, a weird thing that happens in dust and that. But yeah, it's obviously worth it ultimately. And and yeah, they'd be mad oh, not yeah. to invite you back for sure uh, and get you on a bigger <laughs> stage as well because uh, obviously. You know, as soon as you start playing, same thing's going to happen. People are going to pick up on it and go, "Hey, this is good." So, get your, I think, yeah, definitely petition. Get Andy Saint on the main stage at Download for next year. Um, I will definitely sign that one. Oh, that would be incredible. I mean, I'll, 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 be, I'll be happy with the second slot on the dock, you know. <laughs> well, it's progress, isn't it? And that's what it's all about. Exactly. It's just incremental gains in, in business terms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's what was kind of cool about being, um, you know, Bring Me wasn't on our day, but it was on the festival so like you know they they started from the bottom and climbed their way all the way up to the top so yeah funny funny thing i the first time i ever saw them i'd never heard of them it was download festival 2007 they were in the in one of the tents one of the smaller tents first or second band on and i again looked at the name and thought yeah they'll do and i went and watched them and obviously now they're headlined <laughs> so perhaps that's a name for you guys headline and down hey, all right <laughs> Uh, absolutely fantastic obviously it's been absolutely amazing chatting with you We've got one section that we always close off with on, on the podcast and it's called set list signs uh, i'm a massive geek when it comes to set lists um and uh i always love love this portion of the podcast so uh, obviously you've, you've not played many shows as anti-saint but you've got that background as well so obviously hopefully you've given it some thought in the past the main question here is how much importance do you place into the structure of a set list and have you got any rules that you tend to follow it, it, in my opinion, it is extremely important because there needs to be, um, I, you know, it, it all depends on how much time you have. So at download, we had 25 minutes and the way that we treated it, we wanted it to just be like, we're going to punch you in the face right away and just keep going because 
we don't have much time. You know, there's there's not time for like this this ebb and flow kind of thing. If you have a 45, I think it's important that you find, you know, you start a little high, you bring it down a little bit, and then you bring it right back up. Um, just because you're taking the audience on that musical journey with you. Um, so it is very important. We take a lot of time as we build set lists and play them out. And, and, you know, Matthew and I will rehearse them and see, you know, how did that feel? Um, so, yeah, it's very important. I think lately, you know, we, we end our set with Paradise because we want that to be the last thing that is in people's minds um, to go check out the new single. Um, and, and we typically like to open heavy. So uh, it's it's been our song Fear lately that we open with. Um, but as you know, your songs and, and the way that they flow into each other, the set list kind of builds itself in a way. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that you've uh, given them some force. You definitely passed my test. And I love the concept of ending on some, something like Paradise, which I would describe, I don't know if you've heard the term, but I'd call it an earworm. So, yeah. yeah, it's just something that gets yep. itself in your head. And, you know, later on um, in the day when you're just sort of chilling out at Download or wherever you are, it might be the next morning after a, a gig in the, in the evening, that's the one that's stuck in your head. And that's the one that makes you go back and check that band out and obviously follow them <laughs> on social media, anti-Saint band. Um, so, yeah, no, definitely love that. And the, the second part of the, the uh, segment um, now focuses on encores because it's become a bit of a debate. So, uh, simple question. We tried to make it a simple question. Encores, yes or no? <laughs> uh, for me, no. No. I, I think it, it's just, it's a waste of time, honestly. I think if you're going to do something, like if you need a break at some point, just do what Tool does where they literally put up a clock and they walk off the stage and they're like, we'll be back in 10 minutes, you know, with a smug smiley face looking at the crowd. I'd, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like at the at the biggest level, of course, you're going to see it because it's just tradition. Yeah. But I think new bands, like I, I didn't stay around for um, Bring Me, obviously. I don't know what they did, that kind of encore thing or not. But no, like nothing more and and like those kind of mid-tier new emerging bands, they, I mean, they'll straight up say, look, we're not doing an encore. Here's our last two songs, yeah. you know. I mean, it also comes down to how much time you have left and, and if the the show's on schedule, you know. Like, I, I think, at number one, if the show's running behind and you do, like, that encore thing, it's just, no, no, don't do it. Like, try to try yeah. to end on and whatnot. I, I, I think the only time that like anti-saint would ever do an encore would be if it is like truly genuinely demanded, like something that we yeah. don't plan kind of thing, you know, cause um, like I've, I've had the pleasure of working with drowning pool for the last 10 years and they, they don't do encore, but there's been two, maybe three shows that I can remember that they, they did do an encore because like nobody was going to leave, you know, kind of thing. And, and it was, it would be weird things to like uh, in Japan, like they played a Bon Jovi song and it was just, you know, out of left field. So things like that. Yeah. I'm yeah. down for if it's like a truly organic kind of demanded encore, but the planned out set list encore <laughs> to me is. Eh. Yeah. See, set this geek. I always thought myself a traditionalist, like, yeah, yeah, encore, tradition. But no, I, I have swung, and I, I, I am, yeah, kind of 
definitely against them now. I love, like you say, if it's organic, yeah, definitely. But, you know, as a setlist geek, I tend to like know what the setlist is. I spoil it, really. I, I know what the setlist is before I go and see a show because I, I look at what the band are playing. And there was once recently where the band were behind, as you say, um, on the timescale. And, and they literally, they still went off of the encore, but they cut a song. And I just thought, I'd rather, I'd rather have heard that song than just sat and stared. Yeah, I yeah. know of the, yeah. of the mystique in it, but no, I'd much rather have heard you play that song. Um, so yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, I'm with you, with you both on that one. Um, and yeah, no, absolute pleasure. Um, obviously talking to you on the podcast, and yeah, absolute pleasure discovering you at downloads, and uh, definitely going to be monitoring uh, the band in the future to see what comes. Looking forward to the new album, uh, and and listeners need to uh, follow you on social media as we say. Um, to keep up to date with you and hopefully if, if you know, the listeners are in the UK that would mean that in the future we'll see some more UK shows but um, yeah always give the final message to, to the guests so what would be your uh, final message for the listeners today I just you know thank you for being a fan checking us out um, giving us a chance like you said you know um, it is nerve wracking going over there as an unknown band so everybody who took the gamble to come to the tent at 12 30 in the morning you know nothing but love for you guys and uh you know follow us on all the social medias at anti-saint ben um so you can stay up to date and hopefully we are back in the uk very very soon because uh we had an excellent time out there that is for damn sure yeah no absolutely fantastic and we look forward to welcoming you back i'm sure it will happen and uh yeah no thank you uh, matt and andrew for joining us on the podcast yeah, thank you, Paul, for having us. us. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. I really do hope you enjoyed that chat there with Anti Saint. Do make sure you check out their latest single, Paradise, right now over on our Discover new music playlist on Spotify. And, of course, do follow the band on social media to stay up to date with everything coming from them. You can also keep up to date with Full Pelt. We're on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And finally, if you would, please do hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, wherever you're watching or listening, because we will be back very soon with another episode of the Discover New Music podcast.